Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This week has tons of sports action on the go. The NFL draft is on and Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sport needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC action. Before next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out the great sports news, sign bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as the teams prep for the runs for the playoffs. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Check out the Locker Room. It's a live, audio-only sports talk platform. Free to download and use. You can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time as the show goes on. Perfect for watch parties, debuts, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is just download the Locker Room app for free on the iOS App Store or Play Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the league group. And follow that show to notify when it goes live. We'll be going live in the locker room sometime soon. All right, guys. Welcome to our Pit Panther Rants and another Sports Rants podcast. I'm Watt Harris. This is brought to you by The Sports Drink. Happy Thursday to you guys. We're almost to the end of the weekend. And we're going to try to make this short and sweet as, well, you know, not much to talk about, I guess. Uh, Let's see. The NFL draft is tonight. I don't really have much to talk about in terms of draft. I mean, I can, all I can say is every year it becomes insufferable because people have, you have, because so many people release their own variations of their mock drafts and they have one player going here, one player going there. And then, of course, you get groups of people get pissed off because that one player is, is, is being, you know, projected to go, you know, 25th in, the, you know, in round one and they should be a top five pick. And, I mean, people just get overly emotional, invested about this stuff. You know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, do people make mistakes on round one? Sure they do. I mean, we, we, I mean, look at the quarterback position. Play mistakes were made. I mean, Blake Boyle's going number, was number three overall. And Jacksonville probably could have gotten Blake Boyle's probably in the second round. And if anything, they could have traded down to get him in the later rounds. I mean, they could have dealt that top three pick to somebody else. Probably got probably probably get some more return out of it. I mean, to be fair, Blake did get them close to a, you know a Super Bowl, but it was all downhill from there. I mean, I think you know that yeah that game after that season he had. 
they beat New England. He was very dominant, and he was just downhill from there. And, of course, there was 2017. I think it was a 2017 or 2018 draft. I mean, that's – it was the year Lamar Jackson was picked. And he was picked, I think, with the, I think the, in the last pick, I think. Baltimore trade up to get that pick. And and it's worked out for them. I mean, I can't, I can't explain why Mitch Trubisky goes higher than Lamar Jackson. I don't know. But I'm just curious as to why the San Francisco 49ers went to the Super Bowl with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, and all of a sudden, they want to go with somebody else. I don't get it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it just baffles me. I haven't really followed the story much, but 49ers, I mean, I know he was hurt. And now all of a sudden, I mean, he's he took them to the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden, they want to get rid of him. Maybe I mean, I understand he maybe get, it's not the player, you know, the quarterback Kyle Shanahan wants, but I don't know. I don't get I don't, I don't get this. I don't get it anymore. I don't. I'm sure. Love you, don't either. I mean, I like to see Steelers get a quarterback, but you know, if they're you know. Hey, if Justin Fields falls in their lap, <laughs> I would hope they would take him. You know, I, you know, I love the guy's potential. But I don't want to hold my breath. I mean, it's out of this world for the Steelers to draft a quarterback in, number, you know, in the first round. I mean, although Ben, when they drafted Ben, pretty much Ben... It was a big necessity. They needed a quarterback. You know, they played around this for so long. I mean, they had such a good nucleus of players. And I think if Kyra would have, you know, got himself a, you know, a quarterback or maybe early in life, maybe he wins a Super Bowl. I mean, he went to two, uh, he went to several AFC title games. I mean, 200, you know, we had New O'Donnell as his quarterback. And then, um, quarter, uh, I mean, no, he had two more, actually. You know, the Bron- there was the 97 game with the Broncos where Cordell just had that meltdown. And, of course, the 2001 game where he, sure, actually, he's been a several AFC talent. It was, you know, yeah, it was four AFC title games, and of course, with his first year, Ben Roethlisberger, he went to the AFC Championship again, lost, but then finally, in his second to last year as head coach, he finally, you know, got over the hump, and he, and he won a Super Bowl, because, let's face it, that Super Bowl run that they had, <laughs> if they don't draft a quarterback in the first round like Ben Roethlisberger, because, you know, it's one thing to draft a quarterback in the first round, but to draft the right one... Luckily, they lucked out with Ben. If it wasn't for Ben's play, they, they, they don't go to the Super Bowl. They probably, well, they probably, well, they had to win out to con- to contend for the uh, playoffs and get the wild card, so probably they don't even make the playoffs depending on who they have. I mean, if they still have Tommy Maddox, 
Yeah, they're definitely not. They're definitely uh, not making the playoffs. And if they do, they probably don't. They're not. Make, they're not going to make out of the first round against. Um, I guess uh, Cincinnati. It wouldn't matter if you know if Carson Palmer gets his ankle smashed. It, you know, it just wouldn't matter. Not at all. Yeah, so it's. I can't explain why why some why some quarterbacks get selected in the early and some get selected later and the ones in the later round you know later get actually work out better than what you know I don't know teams just overthink. I mean the only, the only, the only thing we know is only the teams know who they're picking. That's you know we can't really rely on mock drafts. So we'll see what happens. All right, I just rambled about the draft for about a good, you know, got it, eight minutes, six minutes, and I wasn't going to talk about it too much. But let's get into some pit stuff. Uh, let's see, let's get the let's get basketball out of the way. Basketball did land two more players. They got Dan Lapido from Oakland, and they got Jamaris Burton from Texas Tech. So I've heard good things about Lapido, you know, Lapido. You know, same with Jamar's Burton. I mean, if you're playing under Chris Beard, I'm sure you probably were, you know, once a decent player. But uh, Lapido, he he was a 6'7", 220-pound forward. He had, he, had, he averaged almost a double-double this past season. And, you know, it obviously is fill up their um, class and the roster. I'm just... I don't know. You know. All I know is <clears throat> for Jeff Capel, this um, this is going to be make or break for him, I think. He's going to, this year, I think he's going to have to show something. Because, I mean, what's he, like, you're... Almost it was a year four now, and in year four, you, a lot of your a lot of corner pieces of the uh, you know your program are already gone. I mean, you recruit Xavier Johnson, Trey McGowan's, Audius Tony, and they're, they're you know they're they're gone already. They transferred out. So I understand he's been hired. I understand he was handed a dumpster fire, but. A fire is a little, it, it's a little, you know, it's got some smoke to it and it may, you know how you put a fire, you think you put a fire out and it just, you know, it reignites. That's what this is like turning into. I mean, some sort of progress has to be shown in the, for this next season. Because I think in other situations, other programs, he'd be fired right now. They would have fired him. And I guess, uh, you know, I can live with that wet dream that uh, Pitt's going to bring in Sean Miller but or Archie. But those are just wet dreams. You know, they're just not going to happen. I think Sean pretty much, you know, after... Uh, with Arizona, I mean... You don't get yourself caught in the middle of an FBI investigation just to not even make the Final Four. You know, they, 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 they've dealt with all that. 
and they never got to a Final Four. They got to Elite Eight, and that was about it. So you don't go through a lot of trouble just to not make it to the Final Four. So that's why Sean Miller is gone. It just wasn't worth it anymore. I mean, sure he was, you know, he sure he was winning games, but when you're Arizona under Lute Olson, you go to Final Fours and you contend for a title. Lute won, won one title, and that was about it. But you know, they, you know, they for the longest time Arizona was a really good program, so that's why they bring in guys like Sean Miller. And Sean did win games. It's just that when tournament when the tournament time came around. Best he could do was Elite Eight. He could went to the Final Four the one the one season. Um, they had a chance to beat UConn, and of course, instead of forcing overtime, they decided they, they decided to brick brick a bunch of threes, and yeah, whatever. But yeah, Pitts obviously filled up the roster, and they did unfortunately lose a bunch of recruiting battles with these transfer portals and. It's kind of like with Jamie Dixon. I mean, he was losing recruiting battles left and right, and eventually, you know, it reared its ugly head, and here we are. Now, we did have um, the spring football game. Gold dominated the blue 30 nothing. Can't pick it and play much, which is obvious. He doesn't really have to play. It's for younger guys. I'm bringing the uh, round up here by Anson Whaley of uh, Cardiac Hill. You can follow him at, at Anson Whaley. He's not really active on Twitter much anymore. But he does write. So check him out. Check his you know, check his page out. I mean, he's got plenty, plenty, of, plenty of people writing for him, plenty of guys podcasting for him. But, yeah... Joey Allen looks like he was the obviously obvious disappointment. I had I had high hopes for him, but uh, there's a reason why some quarterbacks when they transfer out, sometimes they're just, they're just not they don't they don't live up to what you're hoping for. Nick Payne Davis Bevel got the work for the gold, and suppose you know, suppose these guys looked a lot better. I mean, Patty was seven and ten for 133 yards, touched on a TD bevel. Six of six hundred two yards on TD. It sucks that Joe Yellen, you know, I don't know. Obviously, he's going to fall down the depth chart here, but I'm happy to see guys like Patty and Bevel make progress. That's important because we need someone to make progress here because Kenny doesn't have another year left after this, and we can't keep him for another five years. Running back position, you know, obviously our only player that stands out is the is is Izzy, which is kind of cool. But we obviously need help. We obviously have some depth at this position, but the problem is the depth. Well, it's just we just have bodies at this point. Maybe Todd Sibley. You know, some of these guys are obviously veterans now. Maybe. Maybe having some time in the system, they give us something. But we need a. We obviously haven't had go. We haven't had any go to backs since Darren Hall and Quadrolison. That was it. You know, the receivers obviously are the receivers. Taser Mack comes back, which is great. I'm happy for that. We even got Trey Tipton coming in. 
And things are looking good in forms of tight end. I mean, Lucas Kroll, obviously. We haven't, had anything, we haven't had anything from the tight end position probably since, you know, Scott Orndolph was here. So hopefully we get some more of that. Defensively, we're, we obviously lost some key players, and we're going to look a lot to, you know, we're going to look, um, front seven's going to look a lot different, but we're obviously deep at the right, you know, the linebacker position. And we've got some talent on the front four as well. I mean, secondary, obviously there's a lot to be talked about, but we've got MJ Devonshire coming in. AJ Woods is here. Marquise Williams, eh, you know, hopefully he makes some progress. But yeah, and of course we're we're, we're replacing another kicker, so we got another another kicker to uh, you know to be pissed off over. It happens. Pit volleyball. Got the elite eight, and you know. They could, have been, they could have went to the Final Four. I mean, they were up two sets to none, and they lost three straight. And I know people are going to say that, well, you know, they they, they they did a pitting. and No, I mean, pitting would have, would have been for them to go out in the, in the first or second round. Because, you know, that's what happened when they were a one seed. And we, we complained that they weren't getting the respect that they deserve. And they get the one seed, and they, they, they flamed out in the first, you know, early in the tournament. These ladies fought hard, and, and you know what? They're coming back to their stars, Kayla Lana and Chenazad and D. They're coming back for next year. So, as successful as the women's volleyball has been, I mean, they've won conference titles. They're doing pretty well. I mean, hell, I mean, I say look at, I say take whatever they're paying the pit coaches for the football and the Batman's basketball and give it to the give, give it to the volleyball coach. So I wouldn't call this pitting. These ladies, I mean, for them to get the elite, for them to get the elite, they, they, they fought hard. These games weren't easy. But I think you know, basically, they got, they went up two sets of none, and you know, they just. Ran out of gas. It happens. I mean, these games aren't easy. For I mean, they're not. So I commend them. And I thank them for giving me something to give a cheer about, to be happy about. And of course, um... And of course, my coworkers as I am. Here. So I guess I should ask what's up, because they're probably need some help. Who knows? And of course, guys and ladies, we have the Kentucky Derby coming this weekend. We got the NFL draft. So go make some money and play some bets on Better Line. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your spring needs. Head over, check out the sign bonuses on your laptop and mobile device. Bellline, your online sportsbook experts. 
So we finished up with that. I mean, all, that's pretty much all the pit stuff that's been going on. And of course, my coworkers, I am in me. And here I am typing in some stuff. And of course, yeah, you're seeing me type in real time right now. And I hit the, I must have hit the insert button because now I'm overrunning on my text. Anyways, um, probably starting in June, I'm shooting for. I'm gonna have some guests on my podcasts. I've had this podcast for six years now. It's amazing. I've been doing it for six years. You know, I started out by doing it in my car, to and from work, and I started in 2015, you know, and I've, I've been through so many walks of life. I mean, I, um, you know, um, let's see, 2015, there was the, you know, there was the birth of my third child. Uh, let's see, then I lost my job, unemployment. So I was podcasting through that, um, podcasting through Hurricane Harvey, and yeah, Harvey, and of course, I think the snow, that snowstorm we just had, and of course, my divorce. I mean, I've been podcasting through all this, I mean... And you know, I got picked up by Armchair Armchair Americans back in 2019, and now we're the sports drink. But yeah, I keep saying I was gonna have guests, but I just really haven't had the opportunity to do that. I've I've appeared on, on some podcasts, but I haven't had any guests. And what's crazy is I've, I've had people IM me, DM me, wanting to be on my podcast, and I've had you know. I haven't forgot who those people are because I interact with them daily and why not? So yeah, I am, I am playing with some, con- ever since, you know, with the pandemic and stuff, I have been playing with some conferencing equipment and, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to you know, do that. So stay tuned. I'm working on that. And yes, I'm definitely going to have some guests on. Now, as we close out my podcast today, um, hmm, what to talk about? You know what? Let's talk about the waterfront. I think it was late late nineties, I think nineteen ninety nine. The pod, you know, the waterfront started to come in. I mean, we had like you know, we had Lowe's, John Eagle. Uh, let me see what else. And of course, Lowe's Cinema. Not to mention, not to confuse with the, with the hardware store. And I remember when Lowe's Cinema came in, how much of a big deal it was. Everybody wanted to go to Lowe's because they had a stadium seating. They had those leather seats in the VIP section. And I remember, I remember, was it 2000? Me and my friend went to the promo opening of uh, that theater. And I just remember we saw in the movie American Beauty. And um, yeah, it was American Beauty. 
we sat, we got the VIP seats. We sat in those leather seats with the cup holders and wood grain. I think it was wood grain cup holders and you know, put your beer in it. It was awesome. And of course, you got to sit up. You know, the, the bar was on the second floor. And you had other food options besides you know, your popcorn and your candy. You had chicken tenders, all kinds of stuff. I mean, I remember my my friend. <laughs> we had a um, yeah, we had a uh, what's it called? He left one time to go to McDonald's. I think he um he took our orders and he stuck McDonald's in for us. That was a fun time. And of course you had Dave and Buster's. I mean, Dave and Buster's was your adult version of Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, the thing with Dave and Buster's is you really you didn't go for there for the for the food. You just went there to get drunk and play video games. I mean, sure you could play video games at home and drink, but here was a more social setting and you know, there was pool tables and of course so you got tickets, you did all that. You know, that was always fun. I mean then there was Rock Bottom with the beers. Then there was, uh, eventually they opened up that, uh, that piano bar. I forget what it's called. That was, that was a Filthy McNasty's. Sing Sing, maybe? Where the guy playing the piano, the guy's playing the pianos, and you laugh and have a fucking good time. And But, that, I mean, that, that whole area has taken so much. When I was there in 2019, it was crazy how much that area has taken, has really taken off. How it's developed. I do remember uh, Fuddruckers coming in and they closed. Dinner was Damon's. I went to Damon's several times to eat. And I remember I remember I went there one time to watch the Pitt-Syracuse game. And I think it was, yeah, it was Pitt was number one. And I think they hit a, uh, a buzzer beater shot that didn't count and they lost to Syracuse. I think it was that game. That was 2002, I think. The 2002-2003 season. That, that was it. Then there was Uno's. And I'm, surpri- I'm, I'm surprised that place is still open. I went there, so I went there back in 2019 to have a few yeah, a few drinks with a friend. And um, yeah, I'm surprised. You know, I think Uno's is probably one of the greatest underdog stories of the waterfront. It's still open. Because a lot there was a lot of original places that did open at the waterfront that closed. And uh, it's still open. I mean, I, t- I, I actually took several dates to. I took several dates there. I mean, I took. Um, yeah, I mean, because you know what, we would go to eat, and there's a there's a walkway right right outside of it because it's by the river. I mean, you. I mean, the setting at um, Uno's is intimate, but it's not too much intimate where it's creepy. And it was like, um, and of course, you get to take her for a walk, you know, by the river. I mean, you got your food, your conversation. I mean, you're definitely going to get that call back on that second date. So, you know, just an idea, guys. You'll thank me later. I mean, you'll have some people that say that that whole walk in the park and stuff is lame. It really isn't. I mean, conversation is key in this thing, early on in this stage. Now, I did take a date to, to Dave and Buster's. I think that was maybe 2003. Yeah, I mean, that was a, you know, that was one of those month anniversary things 
you know how like you're early you're early in your stage of dating where you're screwing and you go out every every month for your anniversary yeah that's pretty much what that was i mean you know that's when you're you know you're in the sex part of it and then of course eventually it it full it, it goes from that to going to um his or her family events or friends events or her going to every one of your events, like, you know, hey, you know, your bros call you because they're tailgating for the Steeler game. And, um, you know, hey, yeah, I'm going with my girlfriend, guys. I won't be able to tailgate. That whole thing. And I'm going to stomp on my head because all my kids is probably listening to this right now as they're, as they're up right now for school. But... Just a short whole thing. Um, yeah, I won't get too deep into that whole dating thing, dating phases. But that's pretty much, you know, the gist of it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's amazing how that whole area took shape. I think there's a permanence down there now. I mean, Target's still there. John Eagle's still there. I mean, I, I rented stuff from Eagle Video there. I mean, I used to go to get-go. But I just remember as a kid, like, driving over that hollow bridge to Alderdice. I remember those mills still being up. And I remember how tall those buildings were for the mills. I mean, it was like a fortress. Giant, I mean, that whole, that whole area was like a giant fortress. And then one day it was all gone. It was all brownfield. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, for Uno, I'm, I mean, I'm, for them to survive the test of time is amazing. I mean, it's a Chicago pizza place. I mean, if you love pizza. And and of course, you know, there's that one area of the waterfront. There's that one. You know, right, it's right by. I'm trying to think what it was. But there was an area where there was Cap C Diner, which closed. And then there was a whole. There was Red, Red Hot and Blue. And there was a Mexican, Mexican you know, restaurant. There was that one building right by, the, right by Lowe's Cinema. That no matter what you put in there, there was always. It, the restaurant would always close. I think I think Bravos is there now. So and, yeah, I think it's Bravos now. And of course, people love their Italian food. So in Pittsburgh, so yeah, I mean you got Bravos. But yeah, that's just the recap of the waterfront in general and how it's just you know. Now now there's a whole bunch of stores and, and of course, you know a lot of other places went downhill because especially the mall, Century Mall. I mean. Why go to the mall when you can just go to the freaking waterfront? Anyways, I'm going to close here because my kids have to get ready for school. So you guys enjoy the draft tonight. I won't be watching it because I got better things to do. Of course, I'll probably, me being, me, me, be, me being the condescending asshole right now, I'll probably follow on Twitter. So whatever. It's kind of like the same as watching it. But whatever. Hell to pick, guys. Talk to you later.